Welcome to the Pitbull Patty Show. This season, we're inviting you to take the Lit Grit Challenge by reading great literature just one hour a day, 52 books in 52 weeks, to give you the grit you need to succeed. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Pitbull Patty Show. I'm Patty Stuckler, joined uh, by my son, Connor. Yes. And we are actually talking about this book, Pitch Anything. This is a fabulous book. I don't know, Connor, when you, when I, I think I got you to read this, what, four or five years ago, maybe, I think? Yes, yeah, it, it was about that long Somewhere ago. Somewhere around there. I think when you moved back from New York, maybe. This Pitch Anything, it, it, it's such a great book. And, and since we're talking about, like, self-development, kind of really, you know, doing things to better your life and kind of all, make us all the, the best people we can be and really have a good understanding of the world and ourselves and prosper and be happy and all those wonderful things. I like books like this that kind of not just, now this helped me in business, but it also can help you in relationships because what it's talking about is, you know, pitching an idea. And it, and sure, it's talking about business ideas and yeah. sales. And even though it, some might look at this as a sales type of book, you have to realize even if you're not in the business of sales, you're, you're selling yourself constantly. Whether it's, you know, whether you're a dentist and you're trying to get a new you know, a new client or a customer or whatever, you're, you're always going to be in a position where you have to sell yourself or sell your ideas, you know, whether you're in sales or not. Or even if you're trying to convince your husband to, you know, get a new car or yeah. something. I mean, you're, you're selling whether you realize it or not. And so you're pitching ideas all the time. And, and, and uh, what this author, this Oren Cloth, it's just a great book. You really should read it. If you're, if you're listening to this, you know, Please do yourself a favor and read it. I thought it was such an enlightening book because it talks about how the the brain is wired. It first talks about the crocodile brain. Mm -hmm. Like you have your croc, and so he re re references it as the croc brain. And then you have, which is like your basic, most basic part of your brain. Then you have your midbrain, and then you have your neocortex. Right. So like three parts. So that's true for all of us. So your croc brain... What he says is you've got to hit that crock brain. When you're, you're trying to pitch an idea, whether it's on a social level or a business level, doesn't matter. Whatever you're trying to convince and influence someone else. Like you trying to get me to do this podcast. I know. Obviously, I was good <laughs> at it. <laughs> I must have hit that crock brain. And he talks about that, you know, like hitting that crock brain with emotion and, um, and intrigue and things like that so that people understand. If you, if you come at somebody with something too complicated right out the gate, something that the neocortex actually has to process and decipher, you're, you're just dead in the water. You're, right. you're not going to be successful, right? I mean, he yeah. kind of talks he, about that. And what, what's interesting to me is he does talk about the croc brain, the midbrain, and the, the neocortex. And, you know, I like learning about anthropology and psychology, so that, that part of it really interests me. Um, just, just even seeing that, that the way we evolved, developed, our, you know, how our brain functions and how it perceives information and, and how you can incorporate that into your sales pitch, I thought was really fascinating. Yeah, and he talks about the, you know, your, your crock brain from, you know, from humans uh, throughout time is that, you know, that fight or flight. Right. Your, your brain has to immediately assess in any situation, you know, am I in danger here? Is it, uh, am I bored here or am I intrigued? Am I, you right. know, it's like hot cognitive, uh, what is it called? Cognition. Hot, hot cognitions versus cold cognition. So it's, it's super interesting. And when you understand kind of how he breaks it down, 
you can really understand how to then communicate a little bit better and, and, and try to hone those skills a little bit better. Yeah. And I think of like when he talks about the croc brain and it's, it's kind of a, a BS detector or it's, it's a filter. It filters what, what ideas get passed up to the midbrain and then the neocortex. So I thought that was interesting. Yeah. And, and in fact, when I read this book, so just so like I always like to say, try to uh, read any of these nonfiction books that we're talking about and then try to apply them to your, to your own life. So we all do different things for a living. We all do whatever. But, you know, when I read it, I thought, well, how can I apply that to my business? So when it came to selling real estate and marketing homes, I thought to myself, well, okay, so my job when I'm listing a property and I'm putting it out there and, and I have that first photo of the, the, the primary photo of the listing. Right. I'm thinking about how can I hit the crock brain of the prospective buyer yeah. of that given property. So that's the task I have in mind. So that really helped me. So, for example, uh, I, I had this one listing that uh, was a horse property. And that particular property, and I've told this story, I think, before. Yeah. But, but the, the property had been listed a couple of times by a couple of other agents. And it was a cool property. In fact, it was a great property for horses. It had a lot of really great improvements, fencing, sure. fantastic barn, a run, all those fabulous things. But the house itself was really small, kind of dated, nothing special, a little rambler. And so, so on after reading this book, I applied that information, and I ended up using the main exterior photo of the house wasn't even in the photo. It was a picture of this beautiful horse, absolutely gorgeous face of this horse with the barn in the background and the fencing you could see in the beautiful pasture. Mm-hmm. And it, uh, I mean, and I sold that property, I mean, within like 30 days, I think we got it under contract. This was probably three or four years ago now. But that's a perfect example of really understanding how to utilize that you're trying to hit that audience very quickly. So that 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 buyer was a horse person who either right. has a horse or wants to get a horse and always, you know, so that appealed to them. And, and that's what hit their crock brain. They didn't have to decipher it. They didn't have to see a little rambler. And then filter through, uh, click photos, read remarks, do all this neocortex stuff, right? And, right? and figure out, oh, wow, this might be a really cool place for me to have horses. It's, it's super cool, isn't it? Yeah. When you yeah, think no, about that. That is, that is cool. And, and that's a great example of practical application. Yeah. Definitely. So then, and then this, this author talks about, he, he then goes on, not just the crock brain, he goes on to framing how in any given two people talking, whether, you know, or, or more, you're going to have, but you have two people talking, you're going to have two people coming at each other with, from two different frames. Mm -hmm. He talks about how like you have power frame, like, uh, some people, especially really wealthy people tend to stay often in that power frame. Or like, I think he gave an example of like police officers have an authority frame. Yep, exactly. A moral authority frame or an authority frame. Doctors, police officers would have that authority frame. Mm -hmm. So you could be the most wealthy person in the world and normally walking through life in a, in a power frame most of the time, but, and everybody listening to you and doing whatever you want, but you get pulled over by the police and guess who's in charge? Right. <laughs> yeah. That cop's in charge and they're going to, and they're going to steer the conversation and what happens and you're, and they're going to, you know, sit back and listen. Right. Mm -hmm. Yeah. And it was interesting that, you know, there's a time frame, you know, especially when, with respect to actually pitching ideas and business meetings, you know, a lot of times, you know, the, the perspective, you know, the, the receiver of the pitch will be like, you know, I've only got 10 minutes. And so that there's, that's kind of putting the time frame towards you and 
seeing how you kind of react to it. And they said a great counter to that was, well, that's great because I've only got five. And then just and then roll into the, the, you know, the presentation. So I thought that was a perfect example of, of kind of them using the time frame and then countering the time frame and, you know, establishing control and frame of that, that situation. Yeah, so it, it's really interesting because then when you, when you read this, the, a type of book like this, and you start to understand how there, people go into social and business, uh, any time you have two people talking, there's a clash yep. of frames. And only one is going to survive, is what he says. Right. So, like you, so the more you understand framing, the better you can be at detecting it. And also, he talks about frame busting techniques, yep. like you Encountering. just said. Yep, exactly. Like time timing is one. The the uh, time frame to say, hey, I've got fifteen minutes. You're already taking charge and saying, I'm controlling this fifteen minutes. When you walk in the door and you say that, right? right? The other one was was the prize frame. Like mm-hmm. instead of. You know, this potential investor being the prize and their money being the prize, you, you flip it around on them and say, you know, I'm very selective about who I work with. And then they have to sell themselves to you. I mean, it's kind of some of this is common sense, but seeing it spelled out and with, with respect through the lens of, of framing, uh, I thought was really interesting and really useful information. Yeah, and I, I didn't look at it like common sense when I read it. I mean, I, I, when I read it, I just thought, wow. This is so great. This is just, I mean, maybe it's just me. <laughs> I don't know. But when I read it, I just thought, I remember telling another realtor friend of mine, I remember sending her the cover of the book and telling her she should read this book. Yeah. It's uh, a gr- I mean, it's a I great, mean, great book. It is a great book because it's, I don't think it is common sense per- personally, just for me. I felt like when I read it, it's like he breaks it down into how, well, how we're wired. one specific element of it. I guess that's true. Yeah. yeah and I'm not, I'm not trying to pick on you. <laughs> so I mean, you know, it's 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 just really to to understand that and then be able to go through life and start to see frames everywhere you go when mm-hmm. you're talking to people and understanding uh, how that works. And for example, I was watching uh, and I, not to talk about politics uh, other than as in applying this, seeing this frame. Sure. I was watching the Democrat debate last night. I guess it was last night, and or two nights ago. Whatever, and and Michael Bloomberg was on the stage, and 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 in fact, I heard some of the analysis after the debate, yeah. and they were saying how uncomfortable he looked, yeah. and that he had to raise his hand, just like all the other people on the stage, and how I'm sure that's probably not, and he did not do well. I mean, that's pretty common uh, uh, knowledge or analysis, I should say, as far as how he did. He looked very uncomfortable. He wasn't used to. He's, he's being I'm attacked, sure. yeah. yeah. I mean, and having people come at him and having to defend himself, and having to raise his hand to be to actually have be called on to speak, right? right. If you're if you're rolling through life with billions of dollars, yeah, then you don't normally have to raise your hand or wait for somebody to say that you can speak, right? right. Yeah, that's a great point. Yeah, so that that's what I'm saying. You know, when you start to look at things in that context. Whether it's the power frame, the time frame, the moral yeah. authority, the analysis frame, you know, which a lot of engineers and that's, are. And the moral frame is what Elizabeth Warren was using on him. Oh, pretty, that's so interesting. Pretty, pretty hardcore. It was a yeah. pretty good, pretty stark example, I thought. And I loved... And With she the talks, NDA, you mean? Well, that, well, I loved how she, you know, we talk, talks about building intrigue. And mm-hmm. she starts off by talking about, you know, the, the biggest enemy we have is a billionaire. And he's got... Issues with you know sexual harassment and you know so she she builds it up to where she, you think she's talking about Donald Trump and yeah. then 
it, she turns around on Bloomberg and then goes to the moral frame where she starts talking about the NDA, the non-disclosure agreements with these women. He's got the sexual harassment cases against. And I just thought it was really, really fascinating within the context of this, like you were saying. Yeah, that is super great that you talked about that. We, we could literally, we could have had this Analyze podcast the actually thing. the whole thing yeah. because because towards the end of that debate, uh, Pete Buttigieg and, um, and Amy Klobuchar got into it. I mean, they were like literally, and Amy Klobuchar really got pissed. I mean, she really was like, what do you think, I'm dumb? Are you calling me dumb? You know, and he was just, and then he, he was coming at her with the, an, the analyst frame. Sure. Um, and so he was talking about facts and figures, and you were the head of this and that, but you don't remember the president of Mexico and blah, blah, blah. And he was like, blah, 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 going down this list. And then she looked at him like, ah, like I'm going <laughs> to kill you. <laughs> it was so interesting. It was fascinating to watch that. So when you start to look at framing and you start seeing how, Wow. So you're saying he got into her cock, her, her crock. <laughs> oh my God. Oh I'm my not God. sure that's his uh, type. We'll cut that out. But uh, yeah. <laughs> crock brain and then initiated a fight or flight and it was fight. Right. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. That's exactly. a tough one to come back from. Right. Yeah. That, was, that is so interesting. So yeah. That, so isn't that cool? You can learn this type of information and really start looking at things in, you know, in a whole new way and really break it down and go, wow, that's so interesting how people are and who's, who's dominating, you know, who's winning, what, who's surviving, which one of the frames that are clashing are surviving. Right. Yeah. So it's super cool. We'll wrap it up. Yeah. We'll wrap, we'll, we'll, we'll wrap it up on that. Yeah. So. I can't come back from cock frame. No. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's a new one. I don't think that was in the book. <laughs> so. So read this book. You you will love it. If you have, if you're anything like I guess Connor and I, maybe maybe everybody doesn't see things the same way. I do realize that. But if you if you're curious about kind of influence and how you can understand others a little bit better, and also yourself and how to you know be in more persuasion. successful. Yeah, in persuading, whether it's in business or social uh, engagements that you or can. Or your relationships, like you said. Absolutely, you can really, um, yeah. Yeah, when I always say, okay, John, you know, okay, you want to talk about something else? And he'll say, you want to talk? And I'll say, okay, you got five minutes, and that's it. So it's like, that. what is that? That's the time frame, right? <laughs> she doesn't do that. Yeah, no, I never. I don't do that. <laughs> so we'll wrap it up. Let's, let's talk about next week, the next episode. We are going to be covering Contagious. So uh, kind of these are a lot of, we'll, we'll start to get in a little bit more business books. This is, I would say, um, just a fabulous book, Contagious, you know, why things catch on. You know, uh, I think that's also a really good book for people who are into sales or marketing. entrepreneurs, marketing, yep. whatever you do for a living. A lot of people could use that, yeah. you know. And in fact, just a little known, a little known fact in one of the books we were reading recently, it said that in like 1984 or whatever, that 90% of all people were employees, so only 10%, you know, wow. were, were business owners. Yeah, I know. And and contrast that to today. Today, there are, you know, at least a third, if not a little bit more than a third, closer to 40% wow. of people who are like freelancers, independent contractors, self-employed people. Mm. So some of the stuff that we're covering really helps people who are business owners, self-employed people, independent contractors who have to pitch ideas, understand a lot of this stuff that can really, really help them. Yeah. Right? That's great. So, 
All right, that was quick. All right, thanks for joining us, and uh, we'll see you next week. Happy reading.